When we look back at the history of Zen and Zen practice, then it is important to realize a couple of insights that are really important so that we understand that we are not dealing with a tradition that is in any way orthodox. It's not a tradition that follows necessarily a prescribed way that is preset. Preset maybe in a sense that there were scriptures that are written down or that there are specific rule books or similar kinds of infringing or limiting kind of instructions of what to do. Really, one of the most important and most lively aspects of Zen, the Zen tradition, is that it constantly reinvents itself. And it needs to do that. It needs to reinvent itself in this very moment, in this very country, under the current conditions. That kind of flexibility and that kind of life within the practice is very, very important. For that very reason, it is hard to call Zen a religion. Of course, depending on how we define what a religion is. Sasaki Doshi always said, Zen is not a religion, even Buddhism is not a religion, because it is not based upon the unconditional acceptance of any specific truth. That is the same thing what I just said in different words. As soon as we unconditionally affirm an idea, an identity, or whatever you might fill in for the second word here, as soon as something is unconditionally affirmed and accepted, we enter a stage of being that we call fixation. Fixation where there is this central stake somewhere in the ground from which we are hard pressed to let go. Of course, the same principle holds true in our own personal development and our own personal practice, not only for the Zen school per se, but also for each of us as a Zen practitioner. We have to clearly examine where are the fixations. And there's a different way to express fixation by using a different word. Fixation and attachment are very much synonyms. As soon as you're attached to something, there you have this mutual fixation. And Zen practice, not only on the cushion, but also out in activity in the world, not only in the state of samadhi and the non-dual 
aspect of Zen, but also in the dualistic, cognitive, everyday aspect where we have to think, where we have to make decisions. It is important to be able to relinquish that attachment, to let go of the fixation so that we can act and decide appropriately. Every situation, every moment, every circumstance is a set of conditions. It is a set or an environment in which we as individuals, we as practitioners, we as a school, we as human beings have to live and in that frame which certainly is manifest as reality, as a physicality, as phenomena, within that frame our Zen practice has to play out. It goes without saying that by engaging in this practice over time our fixations, our attachments and delusions diminish. New ones will appear because there are new circumstances. To be deluded means to be human. But it also means we human beings, we can see through those delusions. We can realize what the delusions are about and actualize our freedom from those very delusions. Does it mean we will reach a state of perfection? Of course not. Mistakes will be made, inappropriate behavior, more or less crass manifestations will occur. And all of that just by the fact that we are humans. But our dedication, our dedication to the path of seeing through, of cutting through delusion, of cutting through those ties, those shackles that hold us with attachments to these unconditionally affirmed ideas, identities, opinions, cultural predilections, and so on. That is the practice of Zen that we have to take into every moment of our lives. It's not an easy task, but when we succeed in even, even seeing through one of those delusions and in loosening that grip on even one of those attachments, the experience of freedom and of unfettered existence is something that you will not find 
easily in any other way of being. And once that taste has been experienced, once we have stepped beyond being shackled and being tied up, the ever-increasing amount of freedom requires an ongoing commitment to practice. And through a natural sense, at least in my experience of the practice over my lifetime so far, I feel that once these attachments and delusions clear up, diminish, in a natural way, the human maturation will lead us to discover what true ethical and true moral behavior is by becoming more aware of the interconnectedness of everything that exists. We truly experience what Sangha means, that everything in the world is myself. With that experience naturally comes the feeling of having to act responsibly, live responsibly, with seeing through that and experiencing that connection of that interconnectedness. Also, the hard layers that have formed around our hearts come loose, break off, and compassion spontaneously and naturally develops. Compassion, concern, all the feelings of warmth and embrace that you can even imagine, all of that will just naturally develop. Again, let me say, it is not that there won't be any mistakes made, that there won't be delusions coming up that we will work with. It's an ongoing practice. It's an ongoing effort, not unlike driving. You need to see the road. You need to pay attention to the road, to your path, because it might curve. There might be something lying right there where you have to take action in your trajectory, where you might have to stop your vehicle, where you might have to slow down or speed up whatever is appropriate at the time. It would be too easy to just say, all you need to do is be here and now. That is somewhat an oversimplification of the complexity of phenomena, of the complexity of ourself and the world we live in. And it would be an understatement of the effort 
that is necessary to be able to connect to that tip of the flying arrow that goes through space and time. It is a big effort. It is a constant effort. There is no place to hide from that responsibility once you have had your taste of it. And as such, Zen practice turns into the practice of life. Living every moment of your very life all the way to 100%, authentically, with integrity, with honesty, and with passion. Not passion that is self-centered, but passion for the act of living, for the activity of living, for all the things in the world, for the world itself. It has not been boring at any time when I look back over the time I have been engaged in the practice. And I do look forward to all the things that I cannot yet even know about or imagine that are yet to come. And whatever it may be, facing it with an open mind and an open heart is what Zen practice enables us to do. No magic, no shortcuts, and no easy fix.